Welcome to Lord Beer Me Strength. This is the podcast where we ask God to beer us some strength. And then we use that strength to pray without ceasing, talk about beer, and digest the issues. And sometimes we quote the office. For your edification and our enjoyment. Because we have freedom in Christ. You're Lisa. And you're Marge. Now, now Lord, Lord, beer us strength! So, how are you, Marge? <laughs> I'm good. Yeah? Yeah. Did you sleep well last night? Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm just making sure this you're fresh. question every episode. Okay, I meant to explain that. So, I literally, for my children's entire lives, every day, have asked them how they've slept. And now they ask me to. And I just, I can't explain it, but I need to know this information. Like, every day, I must know how they slept. And it's like, <laughs> it messes up my day if I don't know. So I, I need to know how. How I need to. Explain to me how many hours, how, if you had dreams, how do you what go were to they? Sleep? I need to know. Yeah. I don't know. So you are now the recipient of that type of care and concern of mine. Thank so, you. I am not sorry. <laughs> Be prepared to answer that question. Okay. Every time. I slept well. Good. How, How many did hours? You sleep? No. <laughs> I slept great until, you know, about three thirty. Oh. That's what I do. I wake up. Why do you wake up that early? I just do. I don't know. I can't figure out how to stop it. If somebody listening could tell me how to stop that I would be forever grateful. I mean, it used to be like five. I would wake up at five. And then it has progressively gotten earlier. I mean, like melatonin is a thing. I have done melatonin. It doesn't keep me from waking up any earlier. Like I still wake up early on melatonin and I feel like crap the following day. I just drag through the day. So... I don't want so to what's keeping that. you up? What's waking you up? Well, I don't know, but I do definitely feel like adrenaline surges and stuff. Like once I realize I'm awake, then the anxiety kicks in. And then it's like, at some point, I feel like I can just hop up and lift a car. I'm always like, I can feel the waves of adrenaline. Why are you, you know? getting adrenaline at like three in the morning? I would love, that's what I want to know. Why? Why? I just want to sleep. Dang it. I'll just lay there for two, two and a half hours. Yeah. Then I'll get up, but it's oh, annoying as crap. We should record it like three in the morning. Mm. That would be cool. That'd be, uh, no, no. Like I'm awake, but I'm not super coherent. Awake. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Unless you want to hear, but you know what I woke up panicked about today? This is what I was getting waves of adrenaline thinking about. Mm. The fact that my car's transmission was starting to slip. And I wanted to talk to Tim about how I watched him drive it. And he doesn't come to a complete stop before he puts it into the next gear. So I'm afraid that's killing the transmission. Mm. And it was very important to me. So I, of course, had to lay there and spiral out about it for two and a half hours. Mm. It's always something like that. It's not It's not ever been that before. Yeah. So what are we drinking today, Marge? What's this? What is this brown liquid? It's not alcohol. It's tea. It's sort of tea. That's what I call it. Do you like it? I do like it. Okay, good. It's way over here. Yeah, I made it for you. Yeah. It's really just watered down balsamic vinegar. I got this stuff from... She's not joking. 
I'm not joking. And it's amazing. Somehow it's not disgusting. I, I don't understand. I love this stuff. And uh, my sister turned me on to this stuff. So there's this place called the Olivino Bar or whatever in Washington. And I was just walking past it. And I recognized it from when my sister had me try this stuff at her house. And I was like, I'm going to get me some of that. So I went into this place. They have a whole huge wall of different flavors of balsamic vinegar. And I had no idea there were that many. She had me try the blueberry, which is what this is, and the maple syrup flavor, balsamic vinegars. Amazing. And she uses them for like salad dressing and for cooking and whatnot. Mostly what I've done with mine is just put it in a pitcher of water <laughs> and turn it into tea because it's so good. I just drink it. I don't know if that's good for me or what, but... Did makes someone me happy. tell you to do that? No. What? I just was like, I bet this would taste good just because it's really thick. It's like a concentrate, you uh -huh. know, just in the bottle that it comes in. I did. What What I did do is I made some glazed peaches. Like I like grilled some peaches and put them on top of some homemade vanilla ice cream because I have this really cool ice cream maker. So I whipped some of that up and then I drizzled this bals blueberry balsamic vinegar on this hot peach on top of ice cream. I was pretty proud of myself. Mm. Mm -hmm. So I've done that with it and I've made tea out of it and that's pretty much it. But uh, I will be going back to that Olivino mm -hmm. and trying some more of those uh, balsamic vinegars because pretty cool. can have a good time over there. They've also got a huge wall of uh, olive oils. Flavored olive oils. Guy said you'd come back and do a tasting. They can help you figure out like what works for you and your diet and the way you cook and whatnot. So I'm gonna have to do that. I'm gonna run out of this. Said I'd so be back. Drinking vinegar. I mean, yeah. It works though. It sounds weird. Just saying. It yeah. Yeah. But it's good. I'm glad that you like it. Yeah. It's yeah. actually really good. Yeah. I like to believe it has health benefits. I legit don't know. <laughs> it might be killing you. It might be really bad for me. Can't it's be like... that bad. It can't taste that good and be bad, right? Mm. But I just didn't have any alcohol laying around, so that's what you get today. Nice. Thank yeah. you for sharing it with me. You know, we can mix it up around here. We did the whole episode on alcohol last week, so mm -hmm. time for something different. So this week we're talking about vinegar. <laughs> Of the mouth. <laughs> no, what are we actually talking about? Vinegar is not a bad word. Vinegar is a good word. You should rinse your mouth out with Jesus vinegar. Drink if you vinegar. Say certain words. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. yeah. Did you ever get like your mouth rinsed out with soap? Uh uh. I, Thank I, the Lord. I put the soap Knock in my mouth one time. <laughs> <laughs> I just had heard about it as a punishment, so I did it yeah. to myself once. Uh. I shoved the bar of soap in my mouth. Like the whole thing? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> has to be has to be a point to this. So I tried it. The the point is it's nasty. You shove yeah. the whole uh -huh. in your mouth. This doesn't make me <laughs> I hadn't even done anything wrong. I was a very Someone good needs child. To draw this for me. <laughs> Little Lisa. I have I have some crayons. <laughs> I can do that for you. I'll illustrate that. A bar of soap in your mouth. Mm -hmm. I, was just, <laughs> I was very curious. But anyway, 
That is what we're actually talking about, right? Yeah. <laughs> You're looking at me like, I just wait, wanna... is it what we're talking I'm about? I'm interested, yeah. No, yes, that's what we're talking about. I want you to say it. What are we talking about? Say the title of this episode. Well, if you're listening, you already know the title because you clicked on it. Clicked on it. So everybody knows already. So I'm gonna make you say it. (laughs) Marge, that's not how this works. (laughs) You're like so adamant. Uh You you say it. (laughs) Well, see, that's the thing. It's kind of a mystery. Like, what do we put in the blank for this one? Because we are talking about cussing. I made the little graphic and I just put the little um, symbols in the blank. Yeah, like what you see in a cartoon. I should put those to represent in cussing just in random spots in this episode, like the little bleep. Yes, that'd be funny. Do that. Do you have that? You have that sound effect, the bleep. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. Leave it to the imagination. Bleep is not a bad word. Swearing. Swearing the cuss words. Swearing the cuss words. <laughs> it's not a bad word. <laughs> Damn kids these days. <laughs> He's swearing all those cuss words around. He's in all these newfangled words. Can't even, all this slang. Despicable. Never know what they're talking about. It's true. Do you know how long it took me to figure out what yeet meant? My kids are talking about yeeting things. First of all, I can't even say it. Yeet? That is one of the <laughs> hardest words to say. It's really not. It's not a bad just word, don't though. don't think about it. It means to throw things. Uh-huh. I'm like, why can't you come up with better slang? Yeet is hilarious, though. It is. That's true. I mean, because it's so hard to say is partly why I think it's so funny. It does make me laugh. You gotta, like, make the motion with it. You're like, Oh, okay. I've never done that. That's what I've been doing wrong. It helps you with the pronunciation. It helps the Y sound get out. Yeah. Yeet. Yeah. Okay. I get it now. You feel it? I get it. Yes, I feel it. Okay. So feel what you're saying. Solve that one. Feel everything that you ever say. I don't feel anything I'm saying right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you need to drink more of that tea I made water. you. Yeah. Okay. Yeet. Yeah, I am sorry last week that I made so much noise putting my glass down. We did not know, because we were recording with new equipment, mm-hmm. how loud that was going to be. Well, Every time I put that <laughs> glass down, it was like, thunk. Well, I heard it, but I didn't. Yeah, like it's just kind of our podcast. This right, we just have random noises in the background now. Yeah, and for the most part, I don't care. You guys get to deal. You understand? It's what makes this quirky and Hopefully adorable. I'm louder this time. Yeah, we're gonna make Marge crank her own voice too because it's hard to like so mix yourself while you're talking. But so, yeah, but we're getting I there. Thank really you low. for your patience, Hello. everyone who's listening. We are, we're working out the kinks of the new equipment working and whatnot. Hello, hello. All right. Yeah. So. Lord Beerus Strength. Lord Beerus Strength as we discuss the cussing. So, question for you, Marge. Yeah. Is <clears throat> cussing a sin? If I just said F you right now, but I said the actual word, would that be a sin? I don't know. Okay. Well, then I'll just... I'll talk to you next week. Goodbye, everybody. Thanks, guys. <laughs> okay. You know why I don't know? No. You don't? Tell me why. No, I would just I just want you to say it. Oh. You tell me why. Like, I don't know what's going on with you. In my heart. Yeah. When like, I say that. Like, so I don't know if it's a sin. Okay. Because um, a sin is an offense against God. Right. <clears throat> so you can offend me and 
doesn't matter. <laughs> what do you mean? Screw you, Marginal. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Like, <laughs> offense is, an, is a weird thing because you can offend people and actually be righteous in that. Mm-hmm. You can offend people and be sinning. So, you know. Right? So, like. People's level of offense is not indicative of whether or not you've sinned. Lisa is reading out of a dictionary, right? That now. is false. I just wanted to sound smart, so it took me some time. I had to process it. <laughs> you do that, though. You, like, give... I know. Yeah. But I think it's cool. Like, your brain's like, okay, what is the definition? You can see it, like, in my eyes. Yeah. I'm switching into engaging intelligence mode. Yeah. <laughs> but it's cool. It's good. But, like, what about you? Like, would you say... I don't remember. It's a sin. I said it's a sin. Would you say it's a sin? Would I say it's a sin? Well, I think what you said is uh, a sin. But no, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, that not yet. I will me. let you know when you have sinned, Marge. Okay, <laughs> just ask me. Um, no, that's that's the the answer uh, that I have as well. Somebody very wise one time told me that God cares about the heart more than the external appearances of man. He can see your heart. And that's what he died for. And it's from the heart that everything else comes. Right? I mean, that's in the Bible, too. Your words, your outward expression, your uh, actions. That's all going to come from the inside. And it is possible... It's entirely possible to use good words to sin. Or you can even say, quote, bad words uh, without sinning, I believe. Mm-hmm. You know, this is where I've come to to land on the subject. But it has taken me a long time to get there. We could talk about that a little bit more. Because I would like to know also, like, your... Because this whole series is about connotations so you growing up and you know your whole process to getting here what have been your connotations of bad words the the cuss words Mm -hmm. you know when people around you cuss what goes through your mind yeah Uh um so my first time was like don't cuss like anyone telling me that Mm. Because I, I said, like, what the hell sometimes oh, yeah. when I was young. Yeah. We were, like, outside playing with our neighbors. Jordan's reaction to me was like, oh, like, do you know what you just said? Yeah. And I was like, what I say? <laughs> and she's like, that's a bad word. And I was, like, mortified. Oh, no. And I, like, <laughs> I went inside and was, like, sobbing. Aww. And, like, my mom was, like, probably rolling her eyes, but... <laughs> no she was nice and like i remember like confessing to my parents that Mm. i had like done this and i felt so horrible and Mm. i was like can we like pray or whatever (laughs) and like i just felt so gross and like i did something horrible um how old do you suppose you were uh maybe like seven or eight okay so pretty young yet yeah okay and then like one time i was like pointing at my neighbors or something Mm -hmm. 
And they were, one of them was like really far away and she thought I was giving her the finger. Oh no. Or something. Um, Jordan was like, no, she doesn't even know what that is. Like, <laughs> I was like, I don't want to do anything that would like offend anyone, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And I felt very uncomfortable. Um, so it's part of extroverted feeling, which is annoying, but um, <clears throat> caring about other people's feelings and group it's, harmony more than your own. Burden. Yeah. And then no one ever told me like not to cuss or anything it okay. was just like in my group growing up yeah like with family and friends like no one cussed so, okay um until people in my family started yelling and uh, then words like i mean you know cuss words were yeah thrown around okay and it was like so when things got emotional mm-hmm. then they came out yeah what about like on tv or movies or something oh yeah so um my mom has always been like very offended by that mm-hmm. and like you know like just like i don't understand why they can't just leave those out or whatever and everyone's yeah. cussing now and even like going out into public like having that awareness of people who were using language like that mm-hmm. or <laughs> language like that it's just language right so who are just using words yeah that we didn't say mm-hmm. and it was like you just i'd have had that same reaction like those people are lazy was what i've heard in sermons for using that vocabulary those mm-hmm. people are like they're not honoring each other or god and like, and there's better ways to express yourself and so yeah you find those so and it's like uh, but i also learned in uh there was a book we were reading for like a co-op school thing it might have been like to kill a mockingbird oh um, yeah it has like slurs and yes slang and uh-huh. cussing you know um and our teacher was saying that like it's, it's just like she remembered when she was young and like that was just part of the culture growing up mm-hmm. like and everyone knew what you meant and it was like it was kind of like that was my first introduction to like oh this is kind of like a it's just a way of communicating mm-hmm. um and they get it that way and i always thought it was like oh, they're horrible people they're just communicating, you know? Yes. I and, do like, know. a lot of times it's done out of anger or something to, like, put emphasis on something. Well, but, exactly. And I, like, I particu- I don't particularly have, like, a, a very wide vocabulary at all. And I kind of wish I did. I feel like you do, you know? Uh, yeah, not to, not of the cuss words. No, but. But of other, yeah, when I was nine, you know kids I mean? used to make fun of me. Or not just nine. When I was a little kid, uh-huh. I I think I said the word delectable one time oh, yeah. <laughs> at a VBS, like because of the snacks. I called them <laughs> delectable, and my friend was like, "Well, you've got a big vocabulary. I don't even know what that means." <laughs> I was like, "Sorry," <clears throat> but yeah. Well, I think that's cool. Like, I wish I had a bigger vocabulary. Well, I stick with I, me. I think I tend to use like the same thousand words like over and over and over again. Yeah. yeah, but I don't th- I don't know that there's anything wrong with that either. You know, it's mm. just one of the ways that people are different. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, if you want to expand, then that is something that can definitely be done. Mm-hmm. I think the thing that expanded my vocabulary the most when I was a kid was reading. And what I was reading was you know, books mostly above my level, um, like encyclopedias and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'll get you some encyclopedias. Okay. You'll learn some stuff. Just a bit of light reading. I'll get you a delectable encyclopedia. <laughs> Lovely. 
So I was pretty much the same way, like, growing up. We didn't have much exposure to, like, the cuss words in my house if it came on TV or whatever. My parents would, like, jump up and, like, turn that off, you know? Mm -hmm. And never heard any of us kids use any of those words or anything. But I was in, like, fifth grade. And I was really proud of myself for my vocabulary. Because I did have the big words. And also, I, I had come to the age where I decided for myself I was never going to say the bad words. I was never going to cuss because, you know, in my heart, I really did think that, uh, like, only bad people hmm. use those words. And I wasn't one of those people. I was I was good at being good. You were better than them. So, yeah, yeah. exactly. Like, in my, in my brain, I didn't put it into those words, but that's yeah, exactly either. what I was doing yeah. and thinking. Yes, I was too good to use bad words. Yeah. Oh, you're, like, more clever than them. Right? Or smarter. And I was like... better at expressing myself, and yeah. I would never stoop to that level. Like, yeah. even as a 10-year-old, <laughs> this is what I had decided uh -huh. for my life, for the for the rest of my future. Why are we, like... Why are we so self-righteous? Yeah, like... Well, it's... I hate it. It's easy. I hate that that's part of my story. Right? I yeah. know, but it's pretty easy to fall into that. Yeah, like, never again. It I... felt really natural. I was good at it. Just don't do it, guys. Don't don't be self-righteous. Right. Okay? Learn from us. Please. <laughs> Come over here and we'll just beat it out of you. No. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. She's kidding. <laughs> no, but we'll talk about it. But in fifth grade, I had a teacher who was uh, from Texas. And she was a novelty. How did she say poem? I don't remember her ever saying it. Okay. I know she said some other stuff weird, but it's been 30 years now, and I've lost it. Uh -huh. But I remember being fascinated with parts of her accent. And plus, she was just, I was taller than her in fifth grade already. She was this tiny little lady. Huh. And uh, she was a novelty at my private Christian school because she voted for Bill Clinton in the 1992 election. <gasps> right? And somehow in my fifth and sixth grade class, we got into a politics discussion and she told us yes she voted for bill for bill clinton because he was pro-abortion because her mom would have died if she hadn't had an abortion uh with a, a kid like sometime like this was after my teacher was like she's probably about our age when her mom had an abortion because it was ectopic pregnancy and they had to remove it or it would have you know like gotten too big and ruptured and killed her that happens a lot so she was explaining this to our class and i was like is my teacher a christian you know how can she be okay with killing a baby and call herself a christian she's here teaching in a private christian school we're all supposed to be christians and she just admitted to being pro-abortion mm -hmm. so i really struggled with that but it was like a month later or so and we were having class and i we had all of these really intense discussions for a fifth and sixth grade class some yeah, kid <laughs> said the word well that's what he said he said geez really yes and she stopped the class 
The same teacher. The same teacher. Okay. And she gave us a whole lecture uh-huh. on euphemisms. She said, do you know what the word G's actually is? That's short for Jesus. Whenever you say G's, you are taking God's name in vain. She also laid into us for saying screw. She said, you can't just say that you screwed up or screw it because screw is a euphemism for a way worse word. But she wouldn't say it. And my mind was like scrambling. Like, what is she talking about? <laughs> so I remember thinking while she's talking, I'm sitting there going, okay, A, the kid on the Andy Griffith show, Opie, he said G's. I'm pretty sure if Opie can say G's, that I can say G's. Can I say G? <laughs> Whatever. I mean, it matters something, apparently. It does. It does apparently matter. But in my mind, it was the most wholesome thing. Mm-hmm. And I could not reconcile like that what she was saying was true. And when I did, like, I tried and I was like, okay, but so what, I guess? So what if it's short for Jesus? Because I'm not saying Jesus. And everybody knows that I'm not. So <laughs> I'm saying this was the logic of a 10-year-old. It was not flawless. <laughs> but this is where I landed. Pretty flawless. And, <laughs> and then when she said the thing about, like, don't say screw, I was, I was just lost for the rest of the day trying to figure out what that was a euphemism for. Mm-hmm. Well, our field trip that year was to Jefferson City. So this was the end of the school year, and we pull up Jefferson City, a couple minivans worth of kids, and we all get out, and there's a train going by right next to this parking lot that we pulled up in outside the Capitol, and this train is just plastered with the F word, and all these kids are just like, ah, you know, they're all pointing at it, and they're (laughs) like, oh, don't look, don't look. Well, I mean, (laughs) so we all look. And so about half of us were confused what the big deal was, and the other half were, like, totally scandalized, you know, that it was going past us. Mm -hmm. And the parents and teachers and stuff were like, oh, my gosh, get inside. Oh, my gosh, you know. And so uh, that was my first exposure to that. But then I gleefully at some point made that connection, that's the word that it's a euphemism for. And then when my sister innocently used the F word later on, like a year later or whatever, I was like, halt, (laughs) sister, let me inform you of the egregious sin you have just committed. Please tell me you called her sister. No, I think what I did was, this is probably more like, oh, you said the F word? That's a bad word. Yeah, that's what my sister did. Yeah, and, and of course she was like, what? Yeah. And we kind of had a little discussion about... Um, and older sisters are the worst. Yeah, they, they really are. I'm kidding. Such know-it-alls. Uh, but no, we talked about how, the, okay, this is dumb. Because this is a nonsense four-letter word. Like, it's just kind of funny to say. You know? Like, to us... <laughs> I mean, it meant nothing to us. Yeah. You know, it was just to us super it's, random. Yeah. Could not be more meaningless. But, you know, in our little immature brains, we just put all of the power into that word. Like, that was the epitome of language <laughs> sin, you language know? Sin. 
So it was the untouchable. It was like Voldemort. It was mm. the name that could not be named. I'm going to bleep that out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. He who must not be named. He who must not. The word that must not be named was, and in a lot of ways continues to be, the F word. But as Dumbledore said, fear of a name increases fear of the thing itself. Exactly. That's what we're talking about today. Dumbledore's biblical. Dumbledore kind of knows what's up, right? Except for the part that he... (laughs) (laughs) Never mind. No, that's not what we're doing. (laughs) Stay on track, Marge. Sorry. Uh My mind went elsewhere. But anyway, as far as cussing, using the words, being a sin, you know, it's taken me 30 years to extrapolate out what actually is sin. And how do you do that with words? Mm Mm-hmm. And it just looks like you're trying to land a plane. I am. I'm bringing it in for a landing now. Coming in. This is all going to make sense. <laughs> Here comes the point of what I've been saying. <laughs> it does exist. No. So, and I've, I've read this and I've heard other people saying this too, that the sin, stop making fun of me and my hands. <laughs> they have to move in order for my brain to think. So they're going to be flapping around. Just don't look. Don't look, Marge. So uh, the whole, in the Bible, when we're cautioned against um, swearing, against using coarse language, foul language, all of that, what they're cautioning us against is the, uh, the perversion, the dismissal, the demeaning, of another person, of their humanness, of the soul before God. When we use our words to break somebody down or tear them down, that's the sin. Mm. Or if we do that to God, if we somehow attempt with our language to diminish God and who he is or diminish another person, that is sin. And you can totally do that without ever saying a four-letter word. I have seen some of the best, you know, Christians, best people that I know use their language in such a way as to completely decimate another person. To tear them down, not to build them up. I have also seen, this is where I've come to land on this subject, I've seen four-letter words used in a redeemable way. I think they can effectively be used for emphasis um, to help make a point. Sometimes a, quote, bad word is just the most fitting word for the situation, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it took me a lot of years to process this of seeing... Good people that I know love Jesus, who are in saving relationships with Jesus, using words that my parents tried so hard to protect me from growing up. I remember one time, probably about the same time I was in fifth grade, I went with my mom and my sister to a lady's house to help her out with something. She went to our church and she'd been there for a long time. And we were there and she was telling us about her new dog and how he kept going to the bathroom on the floor. 
but she said he kept pissing on the floor. And my sister and I were horrified. I mean, I, we probably turned white <laughs> at the sight of this lady in good standing at our church. You probably pissed her pants. <laughs> I probably did. <laughs> I mean, that's how shocking this was. Like, a lot of people who grow up around it probably don't understand how completely shocking and scandalous it is to be a sheltered child. Mm-hmm. And basically come to the understanding that good people don't cuss to have this understanding and then hear people that you understand to be good saying these cuss words. How do you reconcile that? Yeah. I mean, I didn't that day. That's for sure. We got in the car afterwards. My sister and I both could not wait. We, as soon as the door got shut, mm-hmm. we said, mom, is piss a bad word? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sure we didn't say piss. We said, she used the P word. I guarantee you that's what we said. Mm-hmm. Is that a bad word? My mom's like, well, yeah. And we were like, but she goes to our church. My mom's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't remember her explaining any more than that. She mm-hmm. just validated what we already knew to be true. Yes, this was a bad word. Yes, she went to our church. Mm-hmm. And then my sister and I just had our heads swimming for the rest of I mean, I'm still remembering it, you know, 30 years later. Yeah. So. Interesting. You know, as an adult, I become friends with other adults who. That's good. Yeah. I mean, it's recommended to stay within your age range. They look at you weird if you're an adult making friends with a bunch of kids. It's weird. (laughs) But these are people that did not not grow up sheltered, you know. Yeah. And are Christians, but are using. I meant it's a good thing to have friends. It is. Yes. You're right. I know. I'm sorry. I gave you crap for that. You're just trying to be supportive, Marge. But no, I'm friends with women, good Christian women in good standing at our church who are using all the words that were spray painted on that train in Jefferson City. You know, just in casual conversation, letting these words fly. And even in my 30s, I would have to go home and be like, what does this mean? You know, like, Mm -hmm. I am not proud of the fact that I had to go and sit and think, are these people saved? Mm. If they're saying the F word, are they saved? Can you be a Christian? Fudge. Yeah. I think we should say the words. I mean, I did. I said one. You're welcome to say. I know. I know. I keep saying the F word. But Marge, I'm not going to lie. I'm 40 years old, and I'm still not comfortable with it. I don't think I'll ever be comfortable. I do believe in its ability to be used for emphasis. I used to say it was an unredeemable word. Hmm. But, I mean, for one thing, the culture does change Mm -hmm. around the language, and it is becoming more acceptable in the culture. It just is, you know. Um. And so, like, hearing my friends use these words and stuff, it made me think, okay, so if I want to be friends with these people, and if I want to be able to speak into their lives, I have a choice. I can choose to be offended by their language, or I can choose to love them and not care. And when I had that thought, I was like, so what I'm saying is I'm the one giving these words power. I can either let the words have the power to, in this case, wear down a friendship 
or I can not give it that power, you know, because it is just a word. And in the context of a Christian relationship, where does power actually come from? You know, we believe that power comes from God. He's the source of everything good and all power. And so by giving this word power, it's like I'm taking it from God. So I've literally at like age 35 just decided to not care. I just don't care anymore about people's words. I care more about their heart that's saying the words. So if there's an issue going on in their heart that, you know, is being expressed with the words or whatever, then that might need to be addressed, but not the words. Because God doesn't care about the words. God didn't die to save my vocabulary. God died to save my heart. So if I'm living in that, my language is going to reflect it. But also that's going to look different for everybody. You know, so that's between me and God. And the best I can do for other people is to let them have that between themselves and God. And not infringe and put my own like understanding on them. Mm-hmm. Give them grace. So that's where I just slapped the table. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying so hard to remember not to. Lisa, Marge, I have a question. Awesome. Do you think dragons existed? Yes. Absolutely. I Okay. This is just me. This might just be my inner child refusing to die. But there are... There's those parts in the Bible, you know, where they refer to Leviathan mm-hmm. and uh, what's the other one? Behemoth. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Leviathan, where they refer to Leviathan and Behemoth. Mm-hmm. They're in the Bible. And having legs like tree trunks and no man can control him and all those kinds of things. I'm sorry, but I believe in my heart that they're talking about dinosaurs and dragons. Hmm. And no one can tell me that it's not. Like, I've seen explanations. (laughs) I've had notes in my Bibles that have said they're talking about, like, crocodiles Mm -hmm. or something else. Crocodiles don't have legs like tree trunks. Mm -hmm. You know? Well, uh, What? That's, I mean, you're right. Yeah, they don't have... I know I'm right. Well, it's just, it just occurred to me, like, but we have fossils of dinosaurs yeah we don't have fossils of dragons per se how do we know those weren't dragons mm. well yeah i mean i get i get you mm-hmm. yeah yeah i've seen uh artists renderings of like if we found a like a a swan skeleton fossilized mm-hmm. and artists reconstructed a swan the same way that they reconstruct dinosaurs now what a hideous creature Mm. the swan would be as proof that like we don't know what these things look like yeah we don't know if they breathe fire you know yeah they i mean because yeah in the bible that like where they're talking about they the bible says that they breathed fire right and like it's supposed to supposedly be just poetry (laughs) or whatever but I'm like, it's right there. Also, I mean, like, 
There's all of that description in Revelations, you know, talking about dragons doing crazy things. So I choose to believe that we have just not fully reconstructed the dragon skeleton mm. that it exists. Epic. Yeah, he's there. God has confused our humanly endeavors is all to protect the dragon from us. Mm. But no, I think it's it's there. People just don't want to admit it. You Job know? 41. Mm-hmm. It's about the Leviathan. Can you draw out Leviathan with a fish hook or press down his tongue with a cord? All of that. Right. And then it goes on to say his sneezings flash forth light and his eyes are like the eyelids of the dawn. Out of his mouth go flaming torches. See? Of fire leap forth. I'm sorry. Out of his nostrils comes forth smoke as from a boiling pot and burning rushes. Now his see. His breath kindles coals and a flame comes forth from his mouth. I read. This is the explanation that I keep reading. That it's describing a whale. Really? Yes. Like they come up to breathe. Oh. And there's the spray and mm-hmm. all that. Mm-hmm. That supposedly that's smoke. I'm sorry. People know the difference between smoke and sea spray and whale snot. (laughs) You know? The whale snot is not igniting any coals. You know? So. True. Again, this is just me. But, yeah, I believe dragons are real. Cool. I read when I was in sixth grade, we still got those little... um, like school, scholastic, like little magazine thing, world news things. Uh-huh. You, I, you were always no, I homeschooled, so I, I think I know what you're talking. You know what about. I'm talking about? Yeah. There was one edition in sixth grade, so this was like 1993, 94. Okay. That said, fishermen off the coast of Japan had caught in their net a ichthyosaurus. Right. Like it, what it, is that? it was dead. It's a aquatic dinosaur. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's cool. It has flippers and stuff. Like it had died, but it wasn't a fossil. In the nineties. In the nineties, they found an ichthyosaurus. So I mean, that just like totally ignited my imagination. I was like, it's that's so true. Cool. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. So. I got away from my mic. Sorry. That's all right. Forgive you. That is very cool. So, yeah. Do you believe? Do you believe? I believe. Yeah. I do believe in fairies. <laughs> now say it three times and clap your hands. That was your heels. I'm just making stuff up. You think I'm, I'm also something? just making stuff up. Oh, okay. Good. We have an accord. <laughs> we agree. Yeah, so maybe someday we'll I mean, see him. Since it really doesn't matter if they existed or not. Right. I'm like, heck yeah, they existed. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Why would anyone want to squelch like that? It's just so magical. Like, don't tell someone that's a whale they're talking about. Yeah. Let them believe that's a dragon. Yeah. Let the people have this. Yeah. You know? I mean, like, yeah, in Revelation as well. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Evil would be defeated. Right? Yeah. Anyway. Thank you. Thank you. That was a great question. You have a question for me yet? Yeah, I have a question. I don't think it's nearly as good as that one. 
But if you could meet anyone famous, who would it be? And this can be real famous, or it can be Christian famous, or, you know, <laughs> I'm just saying. Somebody well-known. You're not giving me any limitations? Absolutely no limitations. Well, do you have one? I have a couple. Well, you can have one. I can have one? that was the question. Okay. But this isn't my question. You have to go first. It is your question. No, I... It's my answer. Yeah, exactly. I'm asking of you the question. I feel like I always ask you, like... Mm -hmm. More open-ended questions. Yeah, and you're like, who's the one person you would want to Uh talk to? Yes. Season two, I'll work on more open-ended questions. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think I have mine. Well... Let's hear it. Um, her name is Lady Jane Grey. Oh, okay. Do you know who that is? I have heard of. I don't think I know who actually that is. Mm. She inspires me. Okay, describe. Um, she was Queen of England for nine days. That's right. Yeah. I have heard the story. Mm-hmm. Tell more of the story, though. So she was like part of the Tudor family. Yeah. And it was, you know, like Bloody Mary was her aunt i think yeah they were family something members. Like, yeah yeah and um so the king i think it was edward the sixth um he was really young and he was born like really sickly mm. and him and jane were like really close growing up okay and i think they were cousins so he left the throne to her and so she was queen um when he died and the only thing was that she didn't believe that the sacraments were um necessary for salvation and so she was considered to be a protestant Uh uh-huh and in an anglican setting Mm. you know Mm -hmm. so like the church of england did not like that and Mm. bloody mary um had her locked in the um tower which is like the cell basically um and her sentencing was like a few days later Uh, and she was beheaded and the last thing she said was lord unto you like i commend my spirit Mm. and um so she was 17 at the time and there's a a painting that i really like where they blindfolded her and she knelt down and was like reaching for the stump and she couldn't find it and she said like can someone help me find the stump she was like getting anxious and then the executioner like helped her and he was like i'm so like he said he was so sorry oh then she said lord unto my unto you oh my gosh and then so i just like at that young of an age to have that kind of fervor for no, this is what's right, and mm. I'm not ashamed, and, like, this is all for God's glory, you know, mm. to have that, um, is, like, yeah, I look, I really look up to her, and I would love to talk with her, mm. and just say, like, you're not alone, you're not mm. crazy, you know, like, it is beautiful, and someday you shall, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. she could find her up in heaven, yeah, yeah, I look forward to that, mm school gosh i can't imagine being that brave i want to be that brave 
literally like when everyone else around you is mm-hmm. like you're crazy mm-hmm. like mm. you're crazy and you're wrong yeah and, and so we're going to kill you yeah because you're a horrible person and you're for like, what you believe yeah for your convictions it's yeah wow it goes it goes into the whole thing that we're talking about really yeah it does like because that's like cancel culture you know? <laughs> yeah it's kind like, of the epitome of cancel culture because yeah. if we're not willing to have conversations with each other and we're just like pointing fingers or casting stones or just like walking away and wanting nothing to do with each other anymore because we disagree over something if we're not willing to have a conversation we're not really willing to have relation and that's not love um and i i mean that in a sense of um of life within the church Mm. um not necessarily like if you're in a relationship you need to always work through everything like there is a time to walk away you know yes but you should have those conversations first Mm -hmm. and um where it leads to things like like it's not even exaggerating you know i'm not i'm not even trying to exaggerate anything like those are just stories like that actually happen yeah martyrs are like out there you know Mm -hmm. and yeah i just think i just think it's really sad it is it is heartbreaking Mm -hmm. i think that's a good hero to have yeah i respect that yeah i kind of want that painting too it's done in that style that's like really contrast it's like a huge contrast chiaroscuro yes yeah i can never remember uh-huh. how to say it. that's something that i taught myself yeah this is what's his name that did this is the chiaroscuro guy that did it no. oh my gosh this is so sad like i want it in my room you know yeah huh because it means a lot to me like uh so the painting's done by paul de la roche never heard of him <laughs> don't think we covered him in our class we didn't (sighs) so sorry i have failed you (laughs) (laughs) have you had any such processing moments i mean yeah like in anything where like in this whole series of Mm -hmm. us talking about deconstructing things with negative connotations like ideas or words or um a thing like alcohol you know Mm -hmm. like if they have a negative connotation well a connotation is just a subjective thing yeah so like breaking that down into like what is it we all know what the connotation is but like getting past the whole like what not to do and Mm. looking at like what to do you know yeah because there are like so many more options than we were thinking and i remember instances like you were talking about growing up with swearing with other things too like i remember there was a guy smoking outside of church and Mm. um that same kind of interaction with him happened like not with me but like it's just this judgment thing yeah and um I don't know. I, I know we rationalize. Christians rationalize those kinds of things. Like, those kinds of things, like protesting certain mm. issues, um, going to tell people that they're what they're doing is sin and stuff. And, like, they're not... Um, their reasoning 
isn't always like unbiblical but like how they're going about it is like like i know you and i i would feel i think we would both feel comfortable with like if one of us was to offend the other person to like come to each other and be like hey like this hurt my feelings yeah you know whatever but like or if you if you took up smoking or if you were like cussing like a sailor all the time Mm -hmm. Be like, hey, what's going on? Because like, yeah. you seem really frustrated, you know? Right. If I hear your cousin, who I don't know, yeah. doing the same thing, like, why would I go up to them and be like, and have the same conversation that I have with you? Yeah. Because I don't know them at all. Yeah, because there's know? no relationship there. Yeah, so, <laughs> like, it is really not your place mm. to do that with people that you don't know at all or you, like, barely know. You know, mm-hmm. it's like to impose your standards on other people. Yeah, or... it, like it's turning people away from the gospel. Yeah, and, um, right. I, I, I never knew that either, and I think yeah. we're learning like what evangelism is, and yeah, um, and wh- who Jesus is, and how he treated people, and um, and you can say, you know, well, Jesus did that. He ne- he didn't ever like met someone. Um, and like got to know them was like that's different because it's Jesus. He mm-hmm. like he knows everyone. He he doesn't. And he have knows to... their heart. You know. Yeah, he like gets right into it. Right. And he's not like, um. You know, with the whole born again thing. Like, yeah. How was Nicodemus? Wasn't he Nicodemus? Uh huh. Yeah, he was like, how like, how am I to be saved? You know. Yeah. And Jesus is like we have to be born again, and he's like. I gotta crawl back up into my mom. Yeah, gross. Like, uh, what? Yeah. And Jesus is like, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like he takes the time to like, yeah, slow things down and have a dialogue. Kind of hold with your hand through the processing process. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. The process. Instead of just process. like, I'm horrified now to know that for years, as a youth, if I encountered somebody like a peer of mine saying a, a bad word i would say to them don't use that word around me i don't yeah. like that word yeah i you remember know? even i remember sharing an uh, earlier episode in the series mm-hmm. like i straight up told someone like if you keep gossiping around me i'm not gonna be your friend mm. you know yeah and like feeling totally justified for that right in the moment and then afterwards it was like was that just a, like I yeah. don't know. I, I was, like, confused because, you know what I mean? Oh, I totally know what you mean. Yeah. No, I mean, it's just recently that I've been able to have that kind of clarity to look at a behavior like that of my own and be like, that wasn't Christ-like, you know? Yeah. Not, it it's was not Christ- the opposite. Right. It's not Christ-like for me to impose my personal standards on other people. That's what Pharisees did, you know? I, yeah, that's exactly what they did. And yeah. so in my quest to become more like Jesus, mm-hmm. that has been something that, I mean, it was really hard to let go at first, but it's, it feels really good mm. to release other people from having to adhere to my standards just to be around me. I mean, yeah, like he who is without sin cast the first stone. Yeah, exactly. Because it should, it should, that should leave you speechless. Mm. Yep. 
Nobody has a leg to stand on. Just walk After away. that. Yeah. 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 So. Well, there. I think we solved the cussing issue. All right. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. Yeah. It's been fun. <laughs> Hope you learned something. <laughs> What's the sin around language? And that's mistreating, diminishing other people. Like all of the Ten Commandments uh, have to do with either your relationship with God or with people. And it's to protect, keeping God in his place and treating other people with honor too. So honoring God and honoring people is what the Ten Commandments is about. Mm -hmm. And that's what our language should do. When it doesn't do that, that's a sin. And God gives us language to foster relationship with him and with other people. We should be using it to build up and to encourage and tell the truth. Mm -hmm. And so when you don't do that, it's a sin. It's not about how many letters... Or in the word you're using. It's not about how many connotations are with the word you're using. It's not about how many people you offend either. So I have some questions for you, though, because, like, context is really important. Indeed. And relation, like, and everything, like, that you're saying and who you're saying it around and all that kind of stuff. So, like, and also the whole, like, not wanting to be a stumbling block and everything. But that's also kind of, like... It has its own connotation. It, yeah. So, yeah. like, where are your thoughts with that, like, in uh, relation to, like, because you don't cuss a lot, you know? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? It's not I, like... I had somebody tell me one time when I stubbed my toe and I said something like, gosh, dang it. <laughs> they were like, Lisa, just cuss. You'll feel so much better. Just let it out. <laughs> Say the words. And I was like, no, it's just not a habit that I've developed. Like, yeah. don't be a bad influence on me mm-hmm. and get me to start. And he was like, <laughs> prattled off a bunch of options mm-hmm. for me to try out. And I was like, really? I'm good. It's okay. Yeah. So at that point, it wasn't like a self-righteous thing anymore. Mm-hmm. I just really felt like it wasn't a habit I developed and I wasn't looking to. Yeah. And like also with all of that as well, like, why don't we... Why do you feel inclined not to use those words around children? Mm, yeah. Because, like, I, in my mind, it would be like, well, why would it matter if you're, if your thinking is, like... Well, I think it's kind of, like, the same reason that we don't let kids drive until they're 16. It's about responsibility. You know, a kid can't responsibly make good language choices until they're, like, until they're older because they're, literally their brain hasn't been wired to make responsible choices yet. Hmm. Interesting. So they just need that life experience, that relationship experience, so and it's the not brain to like... wrinkles to <laughs> handle the bad words. So it's not to like shelter them that those words that's don't how, exist. That's just how I roll. Uh-huh. And that's what I've told my kids too. Yeah. I'm like, look, my rule around here is that you don't say these words and I will try to honor that as much, you know, as well, you know, because this is how I see it. You know, I want you to be able to make choices for yourself when you're older. That my job is to train you. Mm-hmm. This is part of your training to not get into the habit of using them now when you can't responsibly choose to use them. When are they old enough to do that? At precisely 17 years 
and 284 days. That's when the switch flips. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. I just... <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're kidding? Oh, I'm, okay. I'm being facetious there. No, it's it's the same as like everything else. It's between you and God, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, so like if your kids cussed around, you know, how would you respond? Probably laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's the right reaction, but that's the honest one. <laughs> when Luke was little, he was probably like five and he said the F word. And I grabbed him by the back of the neck and I dragged him into his room and I was like, look, I know it just sounds like a funny word, but it means something. So I'm going to ask you to never use that again, like until you're an adult and you can choose to use it, but not as a kid. Okay. And he was like, what does it mean? I was like, I just, I don't even want to put that burden on you right now. Mm -hmm. Just trust me. I'm just going to ask you to trust me that right now. You don't need to use this word. You don't need to know what it means. Just put it out of your head Hmm. for another 13 years. (laughs) And he was like, I mean, that was enough for him. I know that every kid is different. Yeah. And so some kids might need more of an explanation or whatever. Yeah. But um, that's gotten us this far. They listen to, you know, like certain YouTubers or whatever that will occasionally cuss. And I used to just have them not watch anybody that wasn't censored. But with Ruthie being almost 17 and we've had a lot of these talks, you know, I've been like, look, I, as an adult, have to be able to be around people who cuss and still be able to function. And if you guys went to public school, it'd be the same thing. So while we're watching this Drew Gooden video, just pretend you're in public school. (laughs) (laughs) And it's, just a part of life you know i'm not saying it's okay to just use these words the way he is he is not the example that i'm setting before you for how to live life he's just a person you know Mm -hmm. i'm the example be just like me (laughs) (laughs) except way better (laughs) no i'm just kidding that's just how we roll we just have a lot of discussions Mm -hmm. you know and i just try to be honest about like what they can expect as adults when they get out there. You know, I want them to be effective for God Mm -hmm. and they're not going to, if they're so sheltered that they have complete culture shock when they go to college and somebody uses the F word, Mm -hmm. you know, because that's what happened to me. I could barely think straight for months because of all the cussing happening around me at just East, East central, you know? Yeah. And, you know, even then I was like, this is ridiculous. So, Mm -hmm. i want them to be i do want them to be desensitized like i fought actively against being desensitized i wanted to stay sensitive because i thought that was a better way for me to be a christian basically to remain pure in heart yeah and mind and mouth and all of that but all it did was foster my sense of self-righteousness so i think people will mishear you when you're saying that why as like, oh, don't be sensitive to other people. I mean, I was sensitive to their language. I was very sensitive to any potential right. use of a quote bad word. Right. You know, I could. Because you're actually being more sensitive to them. To them now. I'm being more sensitive to their souls. Yeah. Yeah. Way less sensitive to their language. Right. Yeah. Uh, that, that I think that's that pretty question? clear. Yeah. Okay. Good thing you said something, because, yeah, that hadn't occurred to me. Mm-hmm. Well, this is the last episode in our six-part series mm-hmm. on blank is not a bad word. 
Yeah. And I think we've uh, learned a lot. Um, I know I have. I've learned a lot. It's been quite an adventure doing this series with you, Marge. It has been. Yeah. What are your takeaways from it? It's <laughs> a good question. I think my biggest takeaway is um, that God loves people right where they're at. Hmm. And that I should follow his example. Okay. What is well, your takeaway? Um, that pretty much the same thing I was thinking. You know, like, I feel like this whole time we've kind of been, like, we've been processing things with each other, mm -hmm. but also just in our own hearts, you know? And so we're doing, like, individually together. And some of this stuff, I came into these episodes already knowing, but not necessarily knowing what I believed about it. Sometimes you just got to hear yourself say it out loud. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so that is really where... Like, if I was going to sum up the whole six episodes, even though it's more than that because we had seven. some two-parters, yeah, yeah. That, that's what it would be. Like, if I could tell people one thing through this podcast, like, overall, over all the episodes, it's that God loves you, and he loves you right where you're at. He loves everything that you've been through. I mean, he wants so much better for you than whatever pain you're in, mm -hmm. you know? He wants to redeem that. And, you know, he wants he wants healing for you because that's what he died for. Mm. He doesn't want you to stay in a place of pain. Or judgment. Or judgment or struggle or yeah. whatever. He wants you to live victoriously because that's what he bought for you yeah. with his life. And... I mean, you and I, you know, we're where we're at because God's brought us here mm -hmm. and we're not done yet. You know, we're mm -hmm. here by the grace of God. We're moving forward by the grace of God. We are processing things. We may not agree with ourselves in 10 years necessarily. We may have moved past it to some place that we can't foresee right now, but mm -hmm. we're thankful for where we're at. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nicely done. <laughs> so this has been great. I have loved this. Um, it's stretched me quite a bit. Mm. And thank you too. I've but been stretched. It's good to grow, you know? Yes. Grow and stretch those muscles God gave you. You know, I think if our Christian lives were metaphors, before this, uh, and like, oh, hold on, how should, how how was I trying to I phrase this? I would love this? to know how you're going. It's about going this. somewhere. I can't wait. Well, Paul uses the metaphor running the race, right? He says to run the good race set before you, mm -hmm. and I think both of us have wanted so hard to run the race our whole lives. But our legs have been broken, mm -hmm. you know, and we've been trying to run and we've just been breaking them even worse. And so God's like, hey, let's heal that leg. Don't try to run on it yet. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, let's get it healed and then just set you loose. So you I can think like do some physical therapy. Yeah, that's what this is. We can get you to walk for a while. Yeah. And I'll try jogging for a little bit. You know? Right? Don't push it too hard. Yeah. 
and be and patient with yourself. Yeah. You know, be patient with other people that are already running. Yeah. And some people that you're going to have to go back and get, you know, once like, you're going to yeah. drag them a little bit. Yeah. Like, I like that you said that. Um, we don't, we definitely don't have it all figured out. Like, I know you've <laughs> joked no. about that in every yeah. episode. Well, glad we figured it all out. I mean, maybe it sounds like a joke on being serious. <laughs> <laughs> I am aware that we don't have it all figured out. I love that we don't have it all figured out. Yeah. I love being a place of knowing that I'm going to know more next year than I do now. Yeah. You know? About God and about yeah. how to love people and how to, like, love yourself. And right? Take care of yourself. And I feel like the whole people. world is just opening up. Yeah. Yes. Me too. And it, that's we've, a great place to be. We've been enlightened. Yeah. By the Holy Spirit. And it's good stuff. And it just... It, makes me love people more yeah you know because i mean when your legs are broken metaphorically you know you're kind of stuck in your own little world in a lot of ways and you're not free Mm -hmm. to love other people so get those legs healed and then there's more energy to spend on not just surviving Mm. yeah but thriving yes yeah so yeah so yeah, thank you so much for hanging with us through this series. Yeah. Um, we have some really fun things planned. Um, oh yeah. For the next season. Yeah, so we're gonna wrap up season one. Yeah. Next time, right? We have a season one. Uh huh. Hold your applause. Please. Um, the series finale, not yeah. series, season finale. Season. Gotta get those words right. right. Season finale is gonna be pretty. Great. I mean, we could rename the podcast, but <laughs> let's not. <laughs> Why would we do that? This is podcast two. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> so yeah, one more episode in this season, and then we'll be back um, just after a short break. Mm-hmm. We're just going to take a week or two off. Sounds good to me. Jump right back in with more of the good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can listen to Two Weirdos Evolve right before your very ears. <laughs> soon to be your very eyes oh that's right be looking for that in season two video portion Mm. now we get the v to the a b brace yourselves for our faces (laughs) i haven't really thought about that (laughs) oh they're going to see me (laughs) they're going to see your face marge that's how that works yeah it'll be okay (laughs) I've been told I have a face for radio. I've been told that too. Really? Yeah. Not Dang a voice it. for radio, though. <laughs> oh. I've been told I sound like a cartoon. Leave us a comment or yeah. email us any questions or insights that you have regarding what we've talked about, things you want us to talk about, or your personal problems that we will no, gross, pay don't for do you. that. Don't tell us about those. We got enough of our own. <laughs> She's kidding. I'm just kidding. We love you guys. Thank we you. Love for... you so much. Yes, thank you. Thank we you have a beautiful audience. We do. It's pretty cool, actually. It is cool. Yeah. yeah. Like we would still do this even if no, if one, no listened. one listened. <laughs> like, wouldn't we? Absolutely. Yeah. I don't need like, to have people listen. I want people to listen. I have to have people to listen. But oh. it's not like your need <laughs> to be praised. Yeah. <laughs> there it is there it is okay bye bye
song that my mother used to sing to me when she put us to bed at night. And I am just so honored that I have been able to extend that tradition to my own children. And now I can share with them the joy that this song has brought me throughout my life. And now I get sharing it with you. The bunny, the bunny. <laughs> Nobody laughed. <laughs> but I sang the whole thing. <laughs> you did? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't like no pickles. I don't want no honey. I just want a plate and a fork and a bunny. I don't want a tissue when my nose is runny. I just want a plate and a fork and a bunny. Don't want to play on a day that is sunny. Oh, I just want a plate yeah. and a fork and a bunny. The I don't want to tell you what your is funny. Just want a plate and a fork and a bunny. The bunny. <laughs> the bunny. Whoa. <laughs>